Well, you know, I completely agree, John. I don't think I could put it better myself. That is probably the best argument, the best comment and statement you've ever made on RHCast. And uh, thank you for joining us here live. RHCast episode 55, Reviewing Death Before Dishonor. Um, it's been hot and intense discussion so far, hasn't it, John? And uh, I think we need to take a commercial break. It's have a... been more hot and intense than brutal Bob pounding Adam Cold's sweet, delicate mouth. It really has been. And I think we just need to take a rest, give our fans a rest. So now we're going to go to intermission and come back with part two of episode 55 of RHCast. What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bongo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the Hitbook, Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Reno. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast at ROHworld.com? Stay tuned, wankers, or I'll give you the tower in London. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to part two of episode 55 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com and today it's just me and the man known as Podcast's Worst Nightmare, John. It feels good to be back for part two, or should I say part toot. There we go, That's I couldn't have said it better myself, John, just like the first half, I'm sure the second half is going to be absolutely amazing. And um, we've, uh, I hope everyone out there has swapped to the 360p version of ROH cast. No 720p, that just, that's not going to work. But um, this week we're going to, uh, it's sort of the usual format. Instead of talking about the latest TV show, we're going to instead talk about the latest Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor X10, which took place this past Saturday. We're then going to run through the latest news and answer questions and topics that you sent in. Um, we're not going to talk about the latest TV show this week because it was um, it was our favourite. It was the Road Rage this week. Um, wh- what matches did they um, they show, John? This week it was Charlie Haas taking on Mako Elgin and Scum taking on the Briscoes. They could have picked better matches, couldn't they? But um, yeah, that was basically it was just stuff from Boiling Point. We've all seen it. We've all talked about it before, so there's no point in rehashing that. Um, next week is also Road Rage, and the week after is Road Rage as well. So um, three of the four weeks of TV leading into Glory by Honor 11 are um, Road Rage. So that's going to be exciting, isn't it, John? No. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll, what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk about the latest Ring of Honor pay-per-view now, Death Before Dishonor X10. Um, I suppose before we start talking about the actual show itself, we should talk about the giant botch that was the Ring of Honor stream. Um, we uh, It started at 1.30am for me in the UK, an hour later than normal. Um, we, we, Stephen was at my house to watch the show and, uh, well... The stream just didn't work at, at, at all for, I think it was an hour and a half until like 3 a.m. in the morning here. Um, you do you, you have more willpower than I do. I would not have stayed up at 3 a.m. I didn't get to bed till half five in the end, but um, you, you got one, basically everyone seemed to get one or two, one of two messages. The first was something like 504 error, something to do with the server, and the other one was just you'd get the page up, but the stream would say the stream is not available at this time. Um, so that it was like that continually for for the for most people. A few people got in with no sound, but um, 
for most people, we just couldn't watch it for an hour and a half. And Ring of Honor were absolutely useless on Twitter. They just kept saying, it's working, try refreshing the page, it's working, try Firefox. And then, and then they started retweeting insults. Did you see that? <laughs> that is just, wow, Bushley, can you get, you're retweeting insults, telling people a stream works that didn't. And um, we we were getting so many tweets. And to be honest, it was probably more fun when the stream was down because I was making lots of jokes at Ring of Honor's expense at the stream and uh, still reporting on the results from some people who could see it. And um, Tommaso Ciampa, when the stream was down, was still on the show that nobody could see. Tommaso Ciampa, he was on fire on Twitter. But uh, in the end, I thought it got a bit annoying because he was making it too obvious. He was saying stuff about Cornette, which is... it was so over the top what he was saying. He's obviously just sort of kissing the fans' ass, so to speak. But um, in the end, John, you saved the day. I did, as I usually do. You with do. your, yeah, I don't know. You, I often help with various technical issues that come up on your computer and things. But in some magical way, you were fumbling about and you figured out how to fix it. All you had to do was change the quality of the stream down from 720p to the lovely pixelated version, 360p. And uh, we, we then tweeted that out and told people, and yeah, for the most people, it, it worked then once they swapped. And I found that by complete accident, too, because I was looking to see what that little button meant. So it looked like a little bar graph. I was like, oh, I wonder if you can see if people are watching the show. <laughs> scroll, scroll it over. I was like, oh, there's some numbers I'll click on, and it worked. And yeah, we tweeted that out. We passed the information on the forum and Twitter and everything, and it seemed to fix it for most people, so... Look, you're lucky you found that because um, Ring of Honor never shared that information and were just adamant that it was fine, which is terrible because it clearly wasn't. Everyone was telling them it wasn't fine. <laughs> Everyone was insulting them. They, they were retweeting insults. And then some unofficial bloody blog that we are has to tell people how to do it. That's, that's just bad. Terrible. That's, that's, that, that sums it up, to be honest. And you would think that a company owned by a broadcast group would understand how to broadcast things. Doesn't that seem like it? Doesn't it seem like that be how you, it works? You'd think so, but obviously not. I mean, uh, I, I did some research earlier. I looked at SBG's uh, information on Wikipedia, and you would not believe their revenue and profit. And when you see that Ring of Honor is owned by them, and the, they can't even stream a pay per view or get the replay up, it's just terrible. They need to put some of that billions of revenue into Ring of Honor to sort this out because the fact that, you know, they were with GoFight Live, the stream didn't work, they were like, oh, that's that's those damn GoFight Live guys, we're leaving them. Then Border Wars didn't work when they did it, did it themselves, but um, I think that was the first one, so everyone just sort of let them off for that, but since then it's been fine, you know, they started to regain, regain people's trust, and then this happens, so they obviously Do don't think- know... Go on. Do you think Ring of Honor needs, needs to try to not do pay-per-views for a while until they know they have it figured out? I, I Yeah, I don't think they should do Glory Biner as a pay-per-view just yet because if they mess up... I mean, I've also people on the forum that are usually quite pro Ring of Honor and they were just so pissed off and just sort of disappointed and let down that Ring of Honor would mess up yet again. I mean, surely by now they'd make sure they've got the stuff together. It's just embarrassing that it didn't work for an hour and a half and then we had to tell people how to actually watch it. And 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 it might have been it would have been a little bit better if they were like tweeting, "Oh, we understand there are some issues. We apologize for this. We're working hard to fix it." But no, they, they were just like had a problem. They just 
they were just acting like everything was perfect and fine when it obviously wasn't. And the fact that they knew people were tweeting them stuff by their retweets, they should have taken that into account and realized something bad was going on, and they should have at least posted another tweet at the very least, try, saying they're trying everything they can to... Yeah, it's just to reassure people and, you know, apologize, but it's just it's terrible. It, it is just terrible. It just didn't work for so long, and I think they need to do something different. Maybe stream it on YouTube, because I know WWE do, like, pre-shows on YouTube, so why can't... Their servers can obviously handle, you know, a huge, huge volume of requests, obviously, so they need to do something or just... Put the money in and get it sorted because if this happens again, I mean, every, although to be honest, every time we keep saying this, if it happens again, then whatever. But, but at least <sighs> they sent out an email saying they found a way to make it up to us. Oh, well, uh, what happened in that email, John? They said that we could get a refund if we wanted, but the but, refund. Go on, what's the stipulation there? Go on. You have to ask for the refund by today which was we record usually on a tuesday so by tuesday at noon why why is the refund relative to when you request it it should be if you as they it should be if you ordered it up until right before week. the show started so from I, whenever I, it was available up until the day the show started you can request a refund within a week or something not like two days but if you don't want to, but if you don't want a refund, it's okay. They'll send you a DVD of the show for free. Wait, wait. So we get a DVD of the show that we've already paid for and that we can watch any time online anyway. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's just that's fantastic customer service, isn't it? Absolutely. I can't. Amazing. I can't think of anything else they could have done better. To be honest with you. No. I'm sure I could think of a lot of things that they could have done better. <laughs> what annoys me is um, that. This apology was it was just sent via email, which I know is still good, but I think, you know, from a PR perspective, they should have put it on Twitter, the website, Facebook. So, you know, people perhaps who didn't order it are still aware that Ring of Honor are making it up and apologizing somehow. But I hated how the apology was worded. It was like, oh, we hope the second half made up for it. I mean, that's not the point. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. You pay your money for the show. You expect it to, to work. Yeah, I pay my money. To watch this show live, I mm-hmm. pay my money to set aside a Saturday night where I could be doing other things. You know, I don't have much of a life, but I do have a life. Mm. And I could be doing other things on a Saturday night besides sitting around looking at a blank computer screen hoping that this wrestling show works. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't typically stay up until five, you know, maybe five. I think it finished at ten past five. Ten past five in the morning. For majority of it on Twitter, eating pizza. That's not how I want to spend my weekend. I mean, you know, I go to bed at half five on a Saturday. That's most of my Sunday gone by the time I wake up. And I had to be up on Monday at six o'clock to go to uni. I mean, it's just, it just, you know, we set aside the time, the money, we put the effort in. I mean, not just us, because obviously we run the websites. We've got all the, you know, the previews and the, the results to all that effort put in. But you know, from a fan's perspective, you know, they do set aside the time, they set aside the money to watch the show, and it just doesn't work, and then Ring of Honor handle it terribly, and uh, I I don't know, I mean, we're going to have to buy Glory Barner for the website, but as I think I've said this a few times now, I'm going to say this every week on Cast now, don't buy Glory Barner live. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Wait. Or, or perhaps, don't buy it live, and then check, you know, check our form, check our Twitter feed. 
We'll tell you if it's working. If it's working, then if the card is good, we don't know yet, jump in and buy it or wait for the replay. But by no means am I ever going to encourage someone pays for the pay-per-view before it starts because it's not worth the risk anymore. Ring of Honor obviously don't know what they're doing. They don't want to put the time in to fix these issues. They handle things terribly. And, you know, we did a better job with support. We're just a few Ring of Honor fans running a website. We're not some big corporation or whatever. So, terrible. It is just terrible, and it just pissed me off. Yeah, it seems like lately, like every time I order an iPad review and have these problems, it's not been worth my money. So I can't... It's, it was always back in the day, I'd always tell people, oh, go check out Ring of Honor. If, like my friends who like wrestling, like, oh, go check out Ring of Honor. They're, they're mm. awesome. You'll, you'll make, you will get your money's worth when you watch this show. Mm. But now I can't honestly say that they'll get their money's worth when they won't what be work? able to watch the show till three or four days later. Mm. And even then, there's still problems with, with technical issues even during the show itself where there's sound we'll, cutting. We'll, we'll get to those in a minute. But... Um... That's a good point because I invited uh, a friend of mine who's a big wrestling fan. I go to shows with him all the time. He came to watch, <clears throat> excuse me, Showdown the Sun night one. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> he introduction. Yeah, and then he came to watch Border Wars, which for some reason worked. We were the only people on Twitter where it seemed to work. But uh, ever since then, I've been, you know, I didn't bother inviting him around to come and watch Boiling Point because the card was pretty bad. And then, you know, Stephen was here for Death Before Dishonor. But I was telling him uh, yesterday, I saw him, about how bad the stream was. And he was like, he, he just he just doesn't want to watch Ring of Honor because he hears me tell this story about how bad the stream is. And he doesn't want to have to, especially he's not, he's not a fan already. So he's not going to want to put the time in to watch it when there's no guarantee it's even going to work. So it is really embarrassing. It is terrible when you know SPG have the money to fix this. And um, another thing, didn't Shikara have uh, th- the King of Trios tournament? Um, yeah, this past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Shikara had the King of Trios tournament. And Smart Mark Video, who Shikara does, like so, who does the Shikara's videos for him, mm-hmm. already by Monday night had all three shows out on DVD and all three shows up on their website for uh, video on demand. So if so, if a company like Smart Mark Video can get three DVDs and it up. Uh, for video on demand, why can't Ring of Honor just get it up for streaming? One show, one. I mean, did, so I, I don't know much about that. Was that streamed live on pay per view as well? No. Okay, but the fact that they were able to get the replay up on demand for three shows and available on DVD, you know, printing and manufacturing it all on DVD before Ring of Honor could get the online replay for one show up is embarrassing. Shikara are just a small, I think, a small indie company. Ring of Honor are owned by a huge broadcasting company with billions in revenue and whatever. And it's just terrible. It's just embarrassing. It really is. I mean, you even joked saying that, oh, Shikara will have the DVD up before Ring of Honor have the replay. And you were right. It wasn't much of a joke. I, I knew they'd have it up at the latest Tuesday. Mm. And, I, and I knew it would take Ring of Honor a few days to get it out. But it, it was still, I, I know... Cars doesn't do their stuff in house. I know they go through SmartMark Video, but SmartMark Video is able to put in the time and effort to get these shows up in a few days. Why isn't Ring of Honor, who know their fans aren't happy with the product they're getting through mm-hmm. that review, willing mm-hmm. to do the, go through the same links to try to at least make it up a little bit to the fans and have the show up almost immediately after uh, they they're able to? Yeah, just say like um, you know we 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 apologize for the issues you've, you had with the live stream. 
we've put the extra hours in, you know, stay up or I don't know, whatever it takes, more time or money, probably both, to get the replay out on time and say, look, we're sorry, we've done the best we can, we've got this replay up as soon as possible, but it just feels like they've just been taking the time. I mean, what did, what were they doing all of Sunday and Monday? Mm, I don't know. Just sort of pissing about doing nothing by the looks of it, because... Um, it just it took so long for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. It, it is just it's a shambles. And uh, so basically, me, John, and everyone else, we saw the second half live. And, yeah, we got uh, we got into the show just in time for it to go to intermission. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's another thing we should mention. Actually, as soon as the stream started working, thanks to John figuring out, um, they they went straight to intermission. But the thing is, we it, can't really fault them for going to intermission then because. If we would have figured out earlier, we'd have got to see a might have got to see a couple of matches, but but you'd think that that I don't know if this is just me, this might be wrong, um, but that they could see that oh look, everyone's getting in now, let's do in, let's wrap up into mission quickly, just not to piss everyone off. But knowing they showed the same video package, was it twice or three times? It was a few times the Rhino and uh, Steam. Eddie Edwards match. They they showed one. They made one video package and just kept repeating it. And we saw it again before the main event. Why not yeah. make two or three video packages, some variety? Don't just loop the know, same uh, one. Like ah, Dragon Gate and USA and Evolve. They show video packages during like before the show, and they show the same ones like at intermission. But it's not the same single video package over and over. They have about four or five, or sometimes maybe six packages. Hmm play on replay i mean they so, often they already have video packages made for tv and stuff i mean just show something that's different don't loop the same thing especially when we've been waiting an hour and a half looking at a black screen and then the first thing we get is video package three times i mean come on <laughs> that's that is and just didn't they even show a video package before the main the event Rhett titus first Rhett titus and charlie haas match to kind of show how they got yes they couldn't. They, well, I guess they really couldn't have shown that at intermission. Since yeah, exactly. already But they could have made. You know, there's plenty of matches after intermission to show. So um, yeah. So once we the stream was working, we had intermission, and then we did see half of it. And the replay went up maybe two hours ago, an hour ago. As soon as it was available, me and John have now since watched the first yeah, half. It went up from what we can tell around two Eastern time on Tuesday. Hmm. Um. So we we watched it. And now we're here to discuss the show. So now we've been ranting about the stream issues and all of that when I'll talk about the actual show, which, bearing in mind, will come with some more technical issues that there was and we'll have to rant about. And, uh, oh dear. Anyway, we'll finally get to the, t- the show now. This show began with um, the first semi-final match in the tag team tournament. We had Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs defeating Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Um, I think we should probably note, just, we'll just get the technical bits out of the way. Um, first of all, <laughs> I love the bit where Jimmy Jacobs, he entered with some strange mask on. He took the mask off, put it on the floor. As the camera panned to the mask, Tadarius Thomas's nameplate popped up <laughs> yeah. on the screen. So uh, obviously the mask is called Tadarius Thomas. Which is just a coincidence because they also have a wrestler called Darius Thomas. Now, it could be some kind of strange foreshadowing into a weird feud we're going to get to see one day. Or maybe that is his mask that Jimmy Jacobs stole. We, we, we don't know. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued by this mysterious Tadarius Thomas mask. 
Although it wasn't much of a likeness of Tadarius Thomas. It was pretty bu- pretty poor replica, really. Yeah, they didn't do a very good job if it was supposed to be Tadarius Thomas. No. Um, so that's one botch. The other one was, this was the entire night, not just this one, but the audio levels were all over the place. Was it just? I don't know if it's just me, but it. No, the times the crowd would be silent, and you can see them cheering. Other times the crowd would be loud. At times, commentary yeah. would be non-existent. Other times it'd be loud. The ring was mic'd up weird. It sounded like to where. Yeah. The audio levels were just all over the place. Like for you me, said. the ring was really loud. The crowd were either dead or very quiet, and Kevin Kelly eventually became really loud. Nigel seemed to be quiet the entire night. Matt Hardy was really quiet when he appeared. And the entrance music and Bobby Cruz was so loud. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Just like, you know, some while someone's entering, the, the commentators always talk about them, put them over, talk about the upcoming match. But you just couldn't hear a word the commentators were saying because the music was just so loud. And it, was, it just kept going on for ages. What the hell are they doing? Just like, surely it's just adjusting the, some volume levels of certain things. I don't know, but... Surely, you know, sound and audio are things that you test before it goes live. Like, right, Nigel does your mic work. Kevin Kelly does your mic work. How did Bobby Cruz? Blah 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 blah. You, you test the audio. Are the audio levels right? Can you can you hear us fine? Can mm. we hear you fine? In fact, that's what we do before the live ROH casts, don't we? <laughs> we always mess around with the audio and stuff. Make sure you, no one's too loud or anything. But um, for this opening match between Scum and CNC. Um, the, there was no commentary whatsoever. The, there was one point where you could see them sharing the same mic, just sort of passing it back and forth. They are both extremely quiet. Then they just sort of disappeared for ages. Then they came back really loud. and like, It was just basically silence because the ring mat was really loud. The crowd were really quiet. I don't know if they were just dead or the microphone was bad and there was no like, commentary like, i mean because at times you could hear him chanting like for scum and like you could hear him chanting and stuff so like it was just really quiet because they seemed like mm. when you're watching them they were into the match it just mm. wasn't mic'd up right it seems so it just came across really really boring because of the sound it just i mean to be honest the match was i suppose we can actually talk about the match now no it was okay i thought the match was actually pretty good i liked it it seemed like the perfect choice for opener to me I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's bad or anything. I wouldn't say it's amazing. Um, it is a shame that this stupid stipulation was put on that if Scum lose, they're fired. Because as soon as that was announced, everyone on the forum, everyone on the podcast, we said Scum are going to win. Too obvious. And it was right. They, they won the whole thing. So it is a shame that because of that stipulation... C and C had to lose. It would have been because C and C constantly put on really good matches and really entertaining. But they need to pick up some big wins, and they well, to be honest, they have picked up some wins in the past, but then they just disappeared. Don't they still have a proving ground title shot floating around somewhere? Apparently, but um, I think it would have been much better from a, a you know going forward in the tag division if C and C versus the Briscoes in the finals. And Maybe. CNC wouldn't would even have to win it. As long as they put on a good showing in the, the finals, that would have been good for him. Yeah, to be honest, that would have been better. But because of this stipulation, Scum had to advance. And as I said, the match was okay. I think, John, you, you enjoyed it more than I did. But Yeah, I think I enjoyed I think, it. But... I think I would have enjoyed it more if the commentary and crowd were better because it definitely adds to a match. You know, watching wrestling in silence is very strange when, you, when you're not there live. You know, it's completely different live because of the atmosphere, the chanting and whatnot. But watching it on the computer with no commentary is a bit strange, from in my perspective. But um, 
We'll get to the, the second match, which was uh, a survival of the fittest 2012 qualifier. Uh, Tadarius Thomas defeated Silas Young. Um, I believe the commentary started working about maybe two minutes into this, so it was finally sorted at that point, but the audio levels were still all over the place. But um, And he also looked nothing like that mask, and he wasn't wearing the mask, so who knows what that mask has to do with Tadarius. But, um, <laughs> John, what, what did you think of uh, of this one? My biggest concern with Tadarius Thomas was that his offense would would get stale really quickly and that it would and that in his squash match who did he lose to was it Kyle O'Reilly on TV QT Marshall QT Marshall wow how did I really... forget god's gift to professional wrestling QT Marshall oh yeah because well, I'd rather try to forget QT Marshall that's why <laughs> yeah good point um but yeah because I was afraid that his offense would only look good in spurts when he was trying to make his comeback but his offense and Tadari Thomas as a whole is a lot of fun to watch in this match. Mm. And, yeah, and it was great. To, it was great because this kind of reminds me of like why I got into Ring of Honor in the first place, like the innovative offense and the fun maneuvers they can come up with. And Tadari Thomas had a lot of that. And that's not this isn't taking away the, anything from Silas Young because I thought he did really good in this match as well. Mm. I thought this match was another fine match. Nothing, you know, it wasn't a great match by any means, but it wasn't bad. It was a, it was a pretty good match. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, but, I mean, I agree. Tadarius Thomas brings something that's unique and different that you don't really see in anywhere else, which, to be honest, is supposed to be what Ring of Honor is all about. So I'm definitely glad that he, it was a good match. I did enjoy it. I'm glad that he's been brought in. Um, since he did win, he'll be facing um, Adam Cole this weekend in Baltimore for the TV tapings. And... Um, Silas Young, I wouldn't mind seeing him around either. I think I need to see his match against Elgin, to be honest, because apparently it was it was really good, really competitive. So I'll have to go back and try and watch that one. But I would have no problem at all with both of these guys, you know, making more regular appearances. Absolutely, I'd, I'd really like to see more Darius Thomas, and I've liked been a fan of uh, Silas Young for a few years now. So it'd be mm. nice to see him both stick around for a while. Uh, up next, we had Kyle O'Reilly defeating ACH. Um, what did you think of this one? This was ACH's Ring of Honor debut. It was good to see ACH in Ring of Honor. This is somebody I've been wanting to see in Ring of Honor for the better part of the year now. Ever yeah. since I, I saw him late last year in a match against AR Fox, that was really good. And he delivered, I thought. I thought this was a fantastic match. Yeah. Uh, I, it... It was just a really, really good match, and probably the match I might have enjoyed more than anything outside of the main event. Mm, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I'd never seen ACH before, never heard of him. I just, well, you know, he was announced for this pay per view. People told me he was good, he was innovative, and that's exactly what he was. I did enjoy this. Good to see O'Reilly back as well, because he, he sort of disappeared for a while after the whole team bandit thing and even prior to that he seemed to come and go and disappear but um yeah really good match i'm glad o'reilly got the win because if he is going on to have a feud with davy he needs to actually start picking up some wins and um yeah i don't know what else we can really say there it was a good good enjoyable match hopefully like AC... see more ach in the future because definitely yeah he brought some, he brought something that ring of honor is missing and that's kind of like the high flyer because mm. he did some things that we haven't seen in ring of honor in a while a second some... rope 450 I've never even yeah. seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, just this, some of the stuff he does is just so crazy and fun to watch. Mm. And I hope he sticks around because he also has that, that level of charisma 
that brings people in to want to watch him and want to cheer for him. And I think he's somebody that, if used right, could really be one of the key cornerstones mm-hmm. for Ring of Honor going forward. I, I'd love to see him booked in a proven ground against uh, Adam Cole or something. Oh, that yeah, that'd be a fantastic match. Mm, there's a lot of definitely potential for great matchups with ACH. So hopefully he'll he'll stick around and be brought in for more uh, matches. Just give him a contract or something. I I don't know. Yeah, to, to quote, uh, I'm not sure if y'all know him over there in the UK, but there's a uh, play-by-play commentator here uh, named Gus Johnson. No, nope. so uh, so sure some quote, of our listeners will know and think I'm an idiot, but go go on. So to quote Gus Johnson uh, for ACH. Give this man a new contract. There we go. I have no idea what he's going on about. I'll hope, hopefully, some people get that reference. But uh, there we go. Um, up next, we had um, the first Charlie Haas match of the night. John, were you able to contain your excitement with two matches? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that because the more I go into it, the more embarrassing it will be for everybody. <laughs> We had uh, Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas defeating the Briscoes, which, um, you know, earlier I mentioned about silly storylines in the tag tournament. This is another silly storyline that sort of didn't make sense. And because there was a story behind them in the tournament, they had to make it to the finals. So a bit annoying there. But um, the end of the match, I believe um, they were going for the Doomsday device. Shelton Benjamin uh, distracted Mark Briscoe and then... Charlie House was able to capitalize with a belly-to-belly suplex off the top, and Titus rolled up Jay for the victory. So they will face Scum in the finals um, later on, even though we watch these in the complete opposite order. Um, <laughs> one thing to note, I think the whole Kenny King thing has made Rhett Titus a bit racist, because he was shouting at Shelton Benjamin. He didn't do anything wrong at first. He was just walking around, giving some middle finger to the crowd to Charlie House, and Rhett Titus was in his face. I, I think that... Kenny King's situation has changed him. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of this match? It was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. I, I was well, is, that, is that saying much, though? Not really. But I thought the storyline would really affect the match. The storyline between Titus and Haas would really affect the match and really bring it down a lot. But it was just a few little miscommunication things and... You know, Titus and Benjamin not really getting along. That's pretty much all we got out of it. It wasn't anything too crazy in this match. It got a little bit worse in the uh, in their next match. But and the Briscoes are so good. They could pretty much work with anybody and put on a really good match. So for what this was, it was fine. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I I, I had pretty low expectations of this because. Um, I've said before, Ret Ret Tutus are the two worst elements of different tag teams merged together. So I didn't have high hopes for this one. It turned out to be, you know, pretty decent. It's not something I'd, you know, go out of your way to watch or anything. Especially if you know you you bought it, only saw the second half live. Um, I'd say from the first half, perhaps just go back and see Tadarius and Young and O'Reilly ACH. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really recommend you know wasting your time with the other two i mean there's, there's not much point to be honest you already know what's going to happen at this point um so after that match um we then had davy richards come to the ring who uh, was making his return after was it border no best in the world in june is last the world year. yeah he, he basically came out and uh he he got his interview with us shortened it down 
and did it as a promo. Yeah. Um, he basically said he apologised for some stuff he's done outside the ring this past year. Um, he says that the wolf is back and uh, he doesn't want belts. He wants to be the best wrestler in the world. So, you know, John, if you were a wrestler, you didn't want a belt, would you enter yourself into a tournament where the objective is to win a title shot at a belt? Well, that seems to be counterproductive, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> he announced that he he's going to be the 12th participant in uh, Survival of the Fittest, and he will take on Mike Bennett in uh, the That's fifth match. That's an interesting matchup. I don't think we've seen that much, if at all. I'm not sure. No, I, think I don't think we have, to be honest with you. I think you're right there. Um, so, yeah, he'll be facing Mike Bennett in the first round. He'll probably defeat him, and... I have a feeling that he he might win the whole tournament. I said this a couple of weeks ago in ROH cast that it's one way around the whole Kevin Steen stipulation. But, but they it? said, but they, no, 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 no. They said, Ring of Honor said yesterday, the day before, that the whole Kevin Steen, Dave Richards can't get a shot at Kevin Steen thing still applies even if he wins Survival of the Fittest. Ah. Well, he still could win and perhaps face Elgin at Final Battle. That's what I'm thinking. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I think Richards wins Survival of the Fittest. Elgin beats Steen at Glory by Honor. And then we get uh, Elgin and Richards having their epic rematch from their classic match from, what, Shirt on the Sun Day 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. I, if they're not going to do Steen Generico, that's probably the second best match they could do, isn't it? Yeah, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good good idea, actually. Um, we then... This is where um, the stream started to work, I think, halfway through this match. We had uh, the unbeatable Jay Lethal, Mr. Killer Instinct, taking on Homicide. And uh, we've actually just been joined by Dez now, who, uh, who, who saw the second half of the show live. How are you doing, Dez? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Looking forward to learning about what's going on. In and outside the rings. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, this match, I, to be honest, I haven't actually had time to watch all of it yet since the replay's gone up. I saw about half of it onwards, and I really... I just thought it, it didn't make any sense. The, the last maybe ten minutes, five minutes, from what I remember, bearing in mind it was maybe 3, 4 a.m. at this point, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jay Lethal just kept hitting homicide with so many moves while the commentators were shouting killer instinct use the killer instinct killer instinct just kept shouting it like yes nigel we know killer instinct yes his new gimmick but it like i understand the whole point of this is to make lethal look more aggressive and dominant but it backfired because it just puts it it just puts homicide over homicide kept kicking out of everything look at all the offense homicide took yeah, you can't beat Homicide. I mean, he got more over than Lethal from that, even though he lost. I mean, look at all the moves he took. Brainbuster, Lethal Combination twice, uh, Hail to the King, uh, various other moves, and Homicide just kept kicking out and kicking out every single time. The commentators were shouting about this killer instinct, and finally, finally he used this Cradle DDT to pick up the win, which I'm guessing is called the killer instinct or something. They really uh, tried to get that name over, didn't they? Just over yeah. and over again. They just kept shouting it and shouting it. And 
I just don't understand. I mean, why didn't they just let them have a competitive match and let Lethal win and talk about maybe let... Yeah, like, Go on. Yeah, have the competitive match. Have Homicide kind of pull away a little bit at the end like he's going to win. Then have Lethal just bust something out of nowhere and just show that how ruthless he is at that point. Yeah, perhaps, you know, let him... Homicide do the uh, the Gringo Killer and Lethal gets a foot on the rope and uh, like oh he had the instinct to put his foot on the rope and then he just like hits the Lethal injection whatever it is out of nowhere and that would get it over much better and how aggressive he is and but instead it just as I said Homicide looks like a badass kicking out of everything. To be fair, Jim Ross got Stone Cold Steve Austin over by yelling Stone Cold over and over again. That's true. But wasn't he already over at that point? Well, I don't know. But I mean, it's kind of worked for the gore too. Oh yeah, maybe that's. What I think we should just yell things so people will think they're more popular. Rohcast, Rohcast, Rohcast. If we shout it, it'll become really popular. That's yeah, let's do that every week. <laughs> um. So up next, we had a uh, a tag team match. This was after intermission. The lovely. <laughs> repeated intermission uh, Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin defeated the Irish Airborne and uh, as I tweeted breaking news huge scoop Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin did not get along, who would have ever thought that would happen, I mean it was so shocking, you just couldn't believe it um, So you mean Truth Martini lied about there being cohesion in the House of Truth There is dissension in the House of Truth that's what there is um, I should also note Truth Martini had what can only be described as a mane for hair, <laughs> and it was it, it stole the show to be honest because I thought this match was pretty poor. I've not seen, I, I didn't know anything about this Irish Airborne before. People on the forum were saying that they're quite good, but they I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't find them that impressive. Before the match, um, what kind of a promo did? Truth Martini attempt to cut. We couldn't hear half of it because people, I think, were banging on the barricades or something. But he, The only part I remember is that he told Veda Scott to take her pants off. Yeah. Remember. All I remember is he's told Veda Scott to take her pants off, and then the crowd cheered so loud for something, and then the next thing I heard was, we're going to take our pants off. And I was like, what? How did he get to that? <laughs> well, to be honest, perhaps he thought the stream was down. He can just take his pants off. There's no one. There's no one watching. Um, John, what did you think of this Irish Airborne? Uh, I wasn't impressed. I've no. heard good things about their runs in CZW and their last run in ROH. That's not saying much. CZW. No, no, but like a few years ago, their run in Ring of Honor wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It was just kind of there. It was bland. And I was hoping they had improved and they'd be able to show something in this match. And they really didn't, other than a couple of terrible haircuts. Mm. Yeah, I thought their look was bad. They didn't really impress that much. And I don't, perhaps it was just a bad showing. But if you're having a bad match against Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin, there's not much hope there, is there? Because they're two of the best Ring of Honor has. So uh, at the end of the match, I believe Elgin hit a power bomb on both of the brothers both of Irish Airborne, and then Roderick Strong got a blind tag, snuck in, picked up the pinfall, and that was it, I believe. They didn't actually have any altercation until later on, I don't think. Is that right? Yeah, as far as I can remember, that's correct. Mm. Um, Ring of Honor then got some matitude as Matt Hardy came out to a... Uh, <laughs> 
lots of booze, and uh, he came out to provide some uh, pretty poor commentary for the TV title match where Adam Cole defeated Mike Mondo. Yeah, what the hell was this? Matt Hardy adds nothing on commentary, just like yeah. he adds nothing in his promos. Exactly. I mean, they put him on commentary. Now, first of all, he was extremely quiet, which was a blessing in disguise. But from what I did hear, he, he said something like, quote, that Matt Hardy is a globally known name and is from the bigger leagues or something. And, and Ring- yeah. And, and I, I'm not sure if it was Nigel or Kevin Kelly that kept reiterating that everybody, now I'm talking everybody, says that Adam Cole <laughs> reminds them of a young Matt Hardy. Now, who has ever said that in the history of life? No, absolutely no one. They'd be insane to ever think that because Adam Cole is so much better than Matt Hardy at literally everything when it comes to wrestling. So, is, is, that... why is Adam Cole young Matt Hardy just because he has his own YouTube channel? Is does that make them similar in a way? They're, they are similar in no way whatsoever. They both have they both have long hair. Uh... They were both in a tag team at one time. I don't know. Uh, um, I, I mean, to be honest, they were basically insulting. That's that's as bad as burying a wrestler saying there was good like like Matt Hardy. That's an insult. Matt Hardy should uh, sorry, sorry Adam Cole should be offended that he was even <laughs> compared to Matt Hardy part, like that. The best part and was another... the crowd's reaction after the match when Matt Hardy said that. Everybody's like, yeah. no, and started chanting <laughs> no. Yeah. So and another thing Hardy said too was he he called uh, the Ring of Honor wrestlers quote cult favorites. I'm just thinking, what a great way um, to get the talent over. Yeah, he he, he shouldn't been on commentary because you know he's obviously not a huge Ring of Honor fan. And shouldn't honest, have been on the show anyway. As we yeah, as we said on last week's show, he should not be in Ring of Honor whatsoever. His name means nothing anymore. He's not going to bring in lots of buys. His matches aren't going to be very good. SBG have billions in revenue. They could probably afford to get John Morrison in. There's much better talented guys that they could get instead of Matt Hardy, if they're that, you know, determined on getting a big name from elsewhere in. And we, we won't get into how much Matt Hardy sucks again. We'll get into that once once his final battle match with Adam Cole is announced, probably. <laughs> um, so before we get to the post-match promo by Matt Hardy, which was terrible, um, I was also probably should, should note there was an amazing tweet by Tommaso Ciampa. Something like, um, Matt Hardy looked in much better shape in his, on the pre-match graphic, the camera adds five pounds or something, because he did look pretty bad. But um, John, what did you think of the Adam Cole-Mike Mondo match? I thought it was a pretty decent match. I can't say lived up to my expectations. No, but... it, perhaps that's just because we were so angry at like, Matt Hardy on commentary. Just sort yeah, of focusing on how bad he was. Yeah, but there's nothing negative I can say about this match, though. It was that's true. Nothing wrong that's with true. it whatsoever. It was just, it was just actually no. I could say I guess I could, do what? I could I could think of something negative. Now this might just be me, but it seems to be a reoccurring theme that I just feel like Mike Mondo kicks out too much. I don't know if this is just me. I could just be being really really picky, but it just sort of felt like he he kicks out a bit too much in his matches, and it sort of. Too well, many false finishes. I think that's the idea that Mondo, instead of having it. him beat everybody, I think the story is that Mondo just looks really good in defeat. And I think mm-hmm. to do that, you do have to have him kick out of some mm-hmm. finishers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, to be honest, I didn't even notice it. So I didn't notice it because Steven said it. So perhaps he's just <laughs> sabotaging me with his, his ide- ideas. But it was a good match. I, I did enjoy yeah. it. 
I wouldn't say it was. I think uh, John, before the show on the preview, we said this and the Jay Lethal match were probably our two most expected, and they probably turned out to fall below expectation. To be honest, so um, I enjoyed this match more than you two did. I think I really liked. Um, I really liked the story they told in this match with you know Mondo's leg, which eventually led to the figure four. Mm. Uh, I just thought it was a really well put together story, um, mm-hmm. and of course, and the German suplex was pretty cool too. So, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was the best match on the show from from what I've seen so far. Yeah, actually, I'd probably say from the second half, which is you know all you have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the only other maybe contender would be the ACH Carlo Rally match, which I'd recommend. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'd recommend go back and see that. Watch that one and the um, Silas Young Tadarius Thomas one. I would say those are the only two from the first half that you probably should probably head back and uh, check out. I would oh. say watch Scum and the like the opener because I thought that was really good too. I'd say nah. the, I'd say the Cole and <laughs> I'd say the Cole and Mondo match is probably my fourth favorite match on the show. What? What? I Get would, out, John. Get out. <laughs> I say I would say that it's between ACH O'Reilly and the main event for my favorite match, and then the Scum and Caprice Cole. That's because you love Jimmy Jacobs. And it was a really good match. That's no, you just think. love Jimmy Jacobs too much. I think that's, I think that's clouding your uh, view there. So there's one thing I want to say about Adam Cole, though. This isn't negative but at all, but it's just a little thing I'd like to see more out of him. When he Killer puts, Instinct! Killer Instinct! Kind of, yes. When he puts in the figure four, he gets so intense with it, just yelling at, at his opponent every time. Mm. I'd like to see that intensity a little bit more throughout the rest of the match. I think that could... Like, he, he's already, you know... The next big thing in independent wrestling, he, he's been annoying. You know, he's the, the next great independent wrestler there is. But I think if he could show that a little bit more intensity throughout the rest of the match, I think that could just take him to the next level just a little bit higher. And it's, it's, I guess that's a little bit nitpicking, but it's just something I would like to see a little bit more out of him. Hmm. I think you should also notice that a lot of people seem to give Mondo a lot of slack, but this is another good Mike Mondo match. So yeah, I think it does show that he he does have the talent and he can put on good matches. So hopefully, yeah, I can't we'll help noticing to... that as much crap as we give Mike Mondo uh, because of his promos. Yeah, his promos and and his music and just how quickly they seem to want to elevate him. Mm. Um, every like the last couple of matches I've seen with Mondo, I think dating back for a while, have been really good. Mm. So you know, definitely. Apart from apparently his one with QT Marshall was terrible, but luckily no, not many people saw that one. Um, was after, that after the match? Um, we had Matt Hardy coming to the ring, and he he had a microphone. Unfortunately, you know him on commentary is not enough. We then need a, a promo. The live crowd uh, had to suffer too. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, they as soon as Matt Hardy got in the ring, they were booing. Um, he said how it's so obvious something was going to happen. He said how good the match was, and he wanted, wants to observe the Code of Honor. Now, I don't think he understands the Code of Honor because it it's only applies to the two wrestlers in the match, not the commentators. So I think he hasn't read you know, the rule book of Ring of Honor just yet because he got a bit confused. But he, he shook Mondo's hand, shook Cole, and then said, oh, everyone keeps telling me how much you, you remind them of a young me. No, as we said before, no one thinks that. And the crowd booed. And then he said the big difference is that Matt Hardy was better than Adam Cole when he was young and he's much better than he is now. So I think it's opposite day or something. <laughs> obviously, this has turned Matt Hardy heel. 
which I'll give Ring of Honor credit. If he has to be there, he has to be healed because everyone hates him. Um, they booed this, this. They booed that vociferously, though. Like it wasn't even mixed. They just like, no, he is not a. He is not you. He is much better, <laughs> much much better than Matt Hardy. And um, so presumably, oh, sorry, obviously, this is going to lead to a match between the two. We can presume final battle because that's the next side pay-per-view where Cole doesn't have a title match set. Um, I think that's a complete waste. And well, I'm, I'm thinking if you have Matt Hardy, um, you have a guy like Matt Hardy on your roster, I think that's the way to use him. Is but he shouldn't to, be on the roster yeah. in the first place. Yeah, but I mean, now that you have him. Use him to elevate a guy like Cole, who you have pretty but, much earmarked to be the next big thing in indie wrestling. Cole's already pinned Davey. I mean, he doesn't need to... I think that's much more important than pinning Matt Hardy. I mean, I personally, Final Battle, to me, is all about, as the name says, the final match in a long-running feud. You know, the matches have big build. They're building up for a while. It should have been Carlo Riley versus Adam Cole two out of three falls or something to end that feud because they've put on some fantastic matches and it would make sense to end it there but instead Cole is wasted against Matt Hardy he, he won't gain anything from beating him because everyone hates him and doesn't take him seriously in Ring of Honor like the fans anyway so I, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed no I'm one actually, else is I'm actually fine with it John am I going to have to hang up on you because this is twice you've come out with ludicrous statements I, <laughs> I, I, I like Des said, now that they have Matt Hardy... But he shouldn't even be there! I, I, yeah, but I couldn't think of a, like a thousand other worse things they could have done with Matt Hardy. Yeah. And, and I think this is the perfect use for him to put Adam Cole over, because you know, beating my, Matt Hardy is still kind of a big deal. It's, it's not a huge thing, but it's going to... I think they could put it on a good match together. I think their styles will mesh nicely together but can i just remind you uh michael elgin defeated finley is that did did that do anything no but that match was terrible but if these two can go out and put on a good match that could do something for adam cole and i think matt hardy and adam cole are capable of putting on a good match together because they both kind of work similar styles Mm, but to be honest, I just don't think bring in Ring of Honor. I don't think this, you know, bringing outside guys in to put over their talent really works. I mean, Steen's defeated Rhino. Does that do anything? I, I think Rhino is pretty much dated. You know, I think the the name, the last name Hardy, as much as you know, as as irrelevant as Matt Hardy has become, I think the name Hardy still has some sort of resonance with people. Um, whereas the name Rhino, you know. ECW fans knew who Rhino was, and if you watch WWE, he was just a guy who never really did anything. I think uh, Matt Hardy, I mean, it's not the person, but the last name that really means something. So you, when you say Adam Cole beat a Hardy at final battle, I think that means a little bit more than Kevin Steen beat Rhino, or even a little more than Michael Elgin beat Finley, a guy who used to dance with a little person on TV. Mm. <laughs> But, I mean, Mike Bennett defeated Lance Storm, and what has that done for him? Well, that's their fault for not capitalizing on that. They could have played that up a lot more. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll find out in December whether this leads to a good match or not. I'll, 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 I will gladly admit I'm wrong if it turns out to be a good match, but I really at don't least, think it's uh, At least they didn't team them together and call them, like, the Hardys 2 or something. Oh, I'll make him, like, Rhett Titus' new partner or something. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the promos of those two? 
I don't want to. Speaking of Rectitis, we then had the tag team title match as Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs, surprise, surprise, defeated the team of Rectitus. Um, this means, obviously, they are the brand new Ring of Honor tag team champions, and uh, which, as we said before, was was really obvious. I, I, I think they shouldn't have put the stipulation in, because then it would have been more of a, a surprise. Is that yeah, I, actually about the stipulation until you just brought it up? Didn't did the commentators not mention it? I don't no. think they did actually. I think they mentioned it in passing during their first match. Ah, but I'm guessing they didn't want to bring it up because they realized how stupidly obvious it made everything, especially with the fact that <laughs> this past week they, they they said that on today's Tuesday rollout there's going to be a brand new Scum T-shirt. So <laughs> with that already in production and ready, they're not going to fire. Buddy, two thirds of the faction. So <laughs> I find it weird that like Scum's trying to be like the big anti Ring of Honor thing, and Ring of Honor's making shirts to promote him. Yeah, that's true. And like Kevin Steen's doing autograph signings before the show. But it's a hostage crisis. He's obviously taking those autograph signings hostage to be nice <laughs> to the fans. What a what a state of emergency this is. Um, what, what do you guys before we get to the match itself? I just don't think Carino and Jacobs should be the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I like it. I, do I like too. the idea of having, um, you know, Kevin Steen with the big title and then having his lackeys with the tag titles. I think it. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that idea from that perspective, but it's just that to be to be frank, Jimmy Jacobs has been a jobber for maybe a, a year or more in Ring of Honor. When is he? Every sort of tag match, multi-man match, six-man, whatever, he he gets pinned. He rarely, he doesn't win singles matches anymore. I think he had one against Generico because Generico was on his way out at that point. So um, I don't know. I just from that sort of perspective, it's hard to take him seriously. As all of a sudden they can win this entire tournament. I, I just don't. I don't know if Steve Carino at his age should be a champion in Ring of Honor. This is probably just me, and probably a lot of people are completely disagreeing, but. I would have much rather maybe see and see even the Briscoes, the Young Bucks, the Bravados pick up the win and go forward. Because, you know, I, I just can't see this team of Karina and Jacobs putting on amazing tag team matches. Well, you're not going to put the titles on the Young Bucks right now. Especially we'll if get, Gener- we'll Generation Me shows up on in TNA in two weeks with the Ring of Honor titles. I mean, maybe they will give them the belts then. Just <laughs> the <laughs> they of probably Honor. would, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the Bravados, C&C, the Briscoes, uh, I don't know. It's probably, it's sure probably get there. Me, but I'd, I don't know. Anyway, what do you think of the match, guys? That was boring. Um, yeah. Mm. It was. It really was. Um, yeah, it was just pretty. It was just sort of there. There was nothing of note that happened, to be honest. I can't really remember. Much of I know it was a stupid time in the morning, but still it wasn't that enjoyable or anything special at all, which is really anticlimactic for a for a semi-main event. Yeah, and for you know a huge tournament that's been going on for a, for a long time. It took up the entire TV tapings and you know three matches worth on this show to end with a a pretty poor match is quite disappointing to be honest. And that's why I was saying earlier, Des, before you got here, that. It should have been the Briscoes versus uh, CNC. What a match that would be! You know that would be fantastic. That would uh, have been yeah, would have that would have been a good match, and it would have been a good way to end this tournament. But instead, we got this sort of snort. But it would mean it would mean nothing um, 
in, in terms of of the story that they're trying to tell. And I think, um, you know, this match I think meant more just because of the story that was woven into it, with the idea that if, um, you know, you had Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas, and you had Shelton Benjamin there, and you had Shelton Benjamin on the outside watching Charlie mm-hmm. Haas win the title to somebody else. I mean, I thought that was the story, and if you understood that story, you know, but it was still a really, really boring match. And I think this is probably, in the grand scheme of things, and the history of tournaments that I can think of, this is one of the most, I'm not going to say it's one of the worst, because last year's Bound for Glory series was pretty terrible, but this was definitely one of the least impactful tournaments that I've seen in a long time in wrestling. It just feels like it meant it, nothing. It's hard for a tournament to be impactful and, you know, important when, you know, you know who's going to win the first day of the tournament because of a stipulation they announce. Yeah. I, I just feel it would have been much better without that stipulation because it would have been more of a surprise and... I don't know. This match was... I mean, after the match, um, Shelton Benjamin, I think he attacked either Karina or Jacobs, but Red Titus didn't want to capitalise on that. And then... For, uh, now, can someone explain this to me? If Red Titus and Haas won, that means Red would face Charlie Haas in a match. Yes. And then, you know, Shelton Benjamin, you know, he's best friends with Charlie Haas, he would presume that Charlie Haas would win and then give Shelton one of the belts. Why well, couldn't Shelton just wait to screw Red? At, uh, you know, when they have the match. Yeah, why did he attack Rhett Titus when he knew that would mean that Charlie Haas wouldn't win the match, which therefore means Shelton wouldn't get a belt. So it, it didn't make much sense. It was, it was, from what I recall, now, John, I actually, did you did you watch this? Because I wanted you to do a live reaction, but we haven't got the clip with us. Yeah, I actually did end up watching it. So now, was it me or was the referee distracted in the corner what, for what felt like a ridiculous amount of time over have... nothing? It reminded me of that match back in the early days of the TV show where Nigel and Kevin Keller were freaking out about them falling on the table. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was the exact <laughs> same thing almost. Get off our table! Get off our table! Yeah, the referee was distracted for ages while Shelton, Benjamin, and Rick Titus were fucking each other. The referee even turned around to make sure that the thing was still going on how it was supposed to before turning them back around. Yeah, it was. It, was, <laughs> it just looked... It, it was just terrible, really sloppy. And in a bit of a poor way to crown new tag team champions, really. And uh, after the match, Haas and uh, Benjamin attacked Red Titus, and no one made the save, which was strange. I thought that you know perhaps a new partner of Titus was going to make the save. So yeah, that's what I thought too. It looks like this is going to continue. Is this going to be the new Wrestling's Great Tag Team versus Briscoes feud where? You know, come next WrestleMania weekend, we'll still be seeing Charlie Haas versus Rhett Titus in a fight without honor match or something. Oh God, uh, Texas, <laughs> Texas Death Match. Oh, that was where the e- oh maybe he'll bring back the ether. <laughs> you smell that? Oh, no, it'll anyway. be a New New Jersey Death Match or wherever maybe. they can be for glory, whatever. Yeah, who knows. Um, so we then got to the, the main event, which as someone who doesn't like Rhino was not looking forward to one bit. It was a world title match between Kevin Steen defending against Rhino. Obviously Kevin Steen won and, um, to absolutely no one's surprise, this is, uh, the new thing <laughs> like doing a ring of honor. Jim Cornette came out at the start and made it an ODQ match because he, like everyone else realized that this match cannot be a normal match and you know it had to be an early key match which is just annoying because 
I'm sick of Kevin Steen gimmick matches, to be honest. I There's just... one thing that bothered me about that. Cornette wants to build off Steen at all costs, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> he comes out. He comes out and he says, "Rhino, you're good at these kind of matches. Steen, you're good at these kind of matches. So let's make it one of these kind of matches." <laughs> um, yeah. If Steen yeah. is good at hardcore brawls, you put him against a technical wrestler and make it a pure title match, and that'll get the yeah. belt off almost immediately. I think you need to send a tweet to Jim Cornette. He's doing it wrong. You don't. Well, that, was, that, was, that was like my first thought when he says that. I was like, "That's the dumbest reasoning." That is, yeah. He could have done like an old school match type deal where he would say like, "Rhino can use weapons, but Steen can't." That would have made sense. Yeah, that would have been good too. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, it was. Um, it, it it's what you expect. From these two guys, it was just a brawl. There's a few table spots and weapon spots, and it's. It I wouldn't say it was awful. I wouldn't say it was amazing. It's just sort of what you would expect. It was, there. It was just there. It was just what that you would expect. Awesome. Oh my god! What? Who, who is this? <laughs> How did he get on this podcast? Seriously, why are you here? Um, well, go, go back to rhinoworld.com or something. Come on. Um, at one point, Vader Scott. They claimed Vader Scott was super kicked when it looked absolutely terrible. I died. I died a little inside. Yeah. That was that was I, painful for me. I, know, I was unable to watch this live, and Harry texted me saying that Vader Scott just just died, and I was already almost on my plane on a plane up to Chicago to try to save her. <laughs> now it it looked pretty bad from the camera. I don't know if he was she was actually kicked. So now I'm presuming this was done on purpose. If so, what was the point? Where does that? What does that do? It kind of just made Drew Martini look like a scumbag for throwing Vader Scott in the way. That's true. Now, what does she actually do at ringside? What is her purpose? I don't know why she's there. Good. I'm not complaining. Yeah, but it's yeah, not... Me neither, but it's she's... Not like, it's not like we get to see her at all. She just sort of sat there. You might see the back of her head occasionally. and Maybe she just likes to watch wrestling. Oh, yeah. the ticket. <laughs> uh, uh, so... John, why did you love this main event? This match was exactly what the Kevin Steen and Eddie Kingston match should have been at Bowling Point. It told a story in the match, but and it used weapons, but the weapons didn't become the match. The weapons played into the match itself. It would have been a if that makes if that makes any kind of sense. They just didn't do weapon spot, weapon spot, weapon yeah, spot. Yeah, like, like the Kingston match. I agree. It was a much better match than the Kingston one. That the weapons were sort of used. They were steadily brought in, as we said in the preview, how we wanted it to go. So, and, and it went exactly how I wanted it to go. It, mm. it, everything they did made sense, and it built off what they did earlier. And it all, I thought it played out really well, and it was it made for a really fun main event. And I, I really, really, really liked it. I, I did like the bit where Rhino gave everyone a gore, including the referee. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And like, uh, when <laughs> Truth Martini took a package power driver from Steen. Now, does that mean he's? Because that move is banned. So what? What was the stipulation if he uses that move? Well, as anything goes. But surely, I don't know. I just <laughs> that's the there's no comments. more logic in Ring of Honor. He, he this used to be one of the most logical companies that you could like. The booking was always so logical, and now it doesn't make any sense. So the move is banned, but so surely it's just banned from any match in the company. No matter if it's no DQ. They I thought might, it was, might, I thought it was all of them getting fired or something. That wasn't... They might claim that since it was on Martini, everybody enjoyed it, so it was okay. Oh. 
But yeah. Martini th- can't I take bumps. Uh, you can't give him package pile driver. Well, he I think didn't Steen win with a package pile driver a couple months ago, and they let it go because it was anything goes. Oh well, yeah, wasn't that as much with Davy best in the world? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I know what happened, but I don't know when. Um, so the end of the match I believe he won with uh, I think it took two F5s for Steen to pick up the win and retain the title or Rhino Gord uh, he tried to gore Steen through the table and Steen moved so Rhino gored the table and then he took the F5 so the story of the match is Rhino's an idiot yeah he can't stop himself when he charges Um, and as he said he didn't leave Kevin Steen in a, a pool of his own blood sweat and piss which is and shit, I think that was another thing that he's going to leave him in a pool of. And I think we're all thankful for that, because that'll just... And Mike Mondo would probably come out and just piss on it or something. <laughs> um, so... Nor yeah, do the after... fans go, Take up their children! <laughs> so then, after the match, so Steam wins, wins, and then, from what I remember, this was, this was probably really 5am at this point, Michael Elgin came out to stare down Steen because obviously they're having a match in four weeks at Glory by Honor. Is it XI11 or just 11? I don't know. I believe it's just XI. Glory by Honor 11, they're having a title match. So Elgin came out, stared him down. He went to give Steen a powerbomb, which I don't think he could actually do that. So they had to have it breaking up as uh, Steve Carino sort of fumbled about and sort of threw Roderick Strong into it to sort of stop the powerbomb because surely he couldn't powerbomb Steen surely not Um, and then Strong offered Elgin a handshake but he refused refused rather and hit the spinning powerbomb on Roderick Strong to end the show that was cool finally something happened in that storyline Finally, that happened, but it would have been better, in my opinion, if he attacked Steen and st- stood over him with the belt, because that's the next match that's going to happen. St- Strong versus Elgin is later on. It's a- it's in December. Yeah, We've got October to worry about with Steen. But I think the the you know Elgin laying out strong i think solidifies him now as a babyface so now you can go into the october pay-per-view with the babyface heel dynamic yeah but where are where is that it's in canada do you think steen's going to get any any slight heel reaction in canada well elgin's going to get cheered too not as much as steen i don't think which is why i said this before they shouldn't have done the match in canada because they should i don't know if they perhaps would have done it here it would they could have maybe got a negative reaction for Steen. I don't know, but well, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I mean, they, it's yeah. yeah. But I, I do see Roderick Strong playing into the uh, to the match. At... I just hope he doesn't sit there at ringside with beer, distracting all the fans. <laughs> he might. Who's who's he gonna drink beer with? Veda Scott's dead. <laughs> uh, have you got any updates on Veda Scott, John? I'm sure you've been very intrigued. He has not returned any of the texts, so. Or voicemail, or email. Or voicemail. I, I mean, I'm used to that by now, so... <laughs> and I'm technically not allowed within 100 yards of her, so... Has Maria, 100 yards? Has Maria got one of those on Mondo yet? No, or on but... Nigel? Yeah, that's true. Um, so that wraps up the uh, Death Before Dishonor X10 review. Um, 
I know we've talked to death about the technical issues, Des, before before you got here. But I'll go to I'll go to you first. Just sort of an overall summary of the show. What did you think? Did it sort of live up to the expectations you had? Or well, I mean, I haven't I seen the whole actually show yet. You've seen half, haven't you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, in regards to these technical issues, just real quick, I don't know if you guys said this yet, but this is pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, um, they'd worked. I mean, Boiling Point was a show geared pretty much to dispel any misconceptions that people had. So. <laughs> Do you reckon that only worked because no one bought it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. I think I was, I was talking about it with a friend the other day, and we're like, so I think the cap um, is if more than 750 people buy the show, then it's not going to work. Probably. Because the only reason this show started working is because people gave up. They didn't fix anything. That's people just true, stopped caring. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, John, overall uh, recap thoughts? Um, I know you have to take te- technical issues and you know apply it to how you thought the show was, but put those aside. I thought this was a really good show from a wrestling standpoint. If you, if you could just go... If you were there, I'm sure the show was amazing. But taking the technical issues... And applying it to what we actually got to see and what we've been through to watch the show, it was a disaster in every sense of the word. Yeah, I mean, I I can't rate the. Sh- it's, I don't know how you know, if you take the technical issues out of it, I'm, I'm the show was just sort of it was okay. There's been much yeah, see, better. I, I, think I, I like I think I like the show a whole lot more than you did. Yeah, I think you you did. Um, I mean, yeah, there were some good matches on it, but there's nothing amazing. And I brought this up last time at Boiling Point. What was the big moment that you're going to remember from this? Beta Scott uh, getting super kicked. Elgin and Elgin and uh, Elgin and uh, Strong. No, but I think their their moment would really be a final battle when they have a match. But I, I've said I won't run through all the list again. But I think I uh, last month listed through all the pay per views like from Best in the World last year up until this year. And every single one had either a match or a moment that sort of stands out in your mind and was a big part of Ring of Honor history and led to big things. And I just feel like it's another sort of throwaway pay-per-view. And it feels like this is just more evidence that they need less pay-per-views. They need more time to build this mm. stuff up, more time to get a more solid card going. So I'm looking forward to Final Battle because there's a two-month gap there. I'm not really looking forward to Glory Barner at this point because there's only like a few weeks to go, to be honest. Well, if you look at the if you look at the way they're doing the pay per views, they had plenty of time to build up Death Before Dishonor just because they didn't do anything for Boiling Point. I mean, they could have true, used, yeah. They could have used that build to build for this September show, and instead they just kind of hung out and did, did the tournament, thing. which turned out to be pretty poor. Yeah, so I I think they, I mean, I agree with you that they should cut back on pay per views, but I don't think that's why this pay per view suffered. I just think it's them not knowing how to use their TV properly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I don't know whether to recommend the pay-per-view. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't like, you know, there's been pay-per-views in the past where I, I was really excited and buzzed after seeing it. And, you know, I was trying to tell every wrestling fan I knew about it, like, be sure to check this out. But I don't know, I don't really feel that way at Death of Sunday. Now, John, you, you said you disagree. Go on, explain. What's your sort of overall, why do you disagree? I would say if they haven't seen the show, I would say check it out. Uh, I wouldn't uh, because you know you can see you can see the full show now. 
And see how I think I'm going to go forward recommending Ring of Honor shows. I think I wouldn't recommend watching it live. I think I'd recommend waiting for the replay to be posted and then watching it. And I think besides like the weird mic issues and sound quality, the wrestling itself on this show was really good, I thought. Besides a match like a match here and a match there, which you're going to get on pretty much any show. But I thought, for the most part, everything on the show was between good and really good. And it made for a consistent, fun card that I enjoyed watching when I finally got the chance to do so. You know, I can't think of a great match on this show. Like, I I mean, I look at it, and Ring of... I mean, the, the thing about a Ring of Honor show is you every time you've got to have... They're a niche product, and you've got to have that super great match. And this time around, you didn't have that. I think, uh, you know... Like the night afterward, they had, the WWE had their show, and I think their main event was way better than anything on the Ring of Honor show on Saturday night. And that right there, I mean, mm, Ring I of Honor. That, <laughs> no, that main event on Sunday was awesome. We'll not but, get into that now, but uh... yeah, but um, I think the idea that that's Ring of Honor's claim to fame is that we have better wrestling than anything on you know on USA Network, and it's like, well, not on Saturday, you didn't. But going through the card, I can only see one match that I didn't enjoy. Everything else, at worst, was decent. And there's more good to very good on this show. Ring of Honor is not supposed to be about decent. If I wanted decent, I'd just go and watch Raw or something. Yeah. I I just thought this show was consistently good throughout the whole show. There wasn't that one great match, but I'd rather... I think I'd... Rather have I don't think I, I think it may, it's about equal having four or five really good matches. The the first half think. was definitely better than the second. First half. half was definitely better than the second half, but I think both I think if you go back and watch it as one solid show, it would flow really well and make for a nice show. Mm, perhaps yeah, perhaps I'm a bit sort of my, my views are affected by the technical streams and the time I was watching it and everything, but still you know I watched the first half today and. The... I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a great show. I'm not saying it was the best I've hit review Ring of Honor's done even this no. year. No, but, not. But I think it's worth a watch. I think it, I, th- I think there's worse ways to spend a few hours of your time than watching this show. It was better than Boiling Point, probably. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, this that... one did have some story going into it, unlike Boiling Point. Hmm. But I, I don't know. I think we should probably move on at this point. We'll we'll, we'll see what Stephen thinks for us next week with an overall quick summary. But it it, it was just there. It wasn't out of out of ten out of ten. What would you give the show? Seven. Yeah, I'd probably get about seven point five. So, but the way you're talking about it, it sounds like it's a nine. Well, the way you're talking about it, it makes it sound like it's a four. No, <laughs> I mean yeah, it's just <laughs> decent. It's not like amazing. It's just seven. I mean that's just sort of a. A solid number. Des, what would what would your score be? I don't know. I don't think I. I'll, it's fair for me to rate it. I'm gonna watch the first half later today okay. and write the report on it. But I, I'm not a. I'm. I, I won't rate it just yet. Okay. Well, uh, that wraps up our discussion on Death Before Dishonor X10. Uh, really miss calling it that. Yeah, I want to miss that. And it was actually funny at the end of the TJP interview. I didn't want to call it X10 because he was there. So for the first time ever, I had to say out loud, out loud 
Death Before Dishonored 10, which I'd never done at that point. <laughs> and I actually edited this out of the interview, but I said Death Before Dishonored 10, and it just sounded so weird because I, I was like <laughs> struggling to make sure I didn't say X10. So I had to cut it off the interview. But uh, what we'll do now is we'll quickly do the news and then we'll wrap up with a few questions. Yeah, as Harry was just talking about, last week he did a uh, podcast interview with TJP. It was ROHS 54. And on that show, he discussed his release from Ring of Honor and how his match went, his dark match went against Zima Ion at last week's Impact taping. And basically his, over, his overall feelings about Ring of Honor and how he thought he was used during the company. It was very, a really very, good very good interview, yeah. So I've, I think it's the longest interview we've ever done, maybe an hour. 20 yeah. TJP talks about his release from Ring of Honor, his most recent run there, you know, the summer hiatus he was given. And very in-depth, he's completely honest, he doesn't hide anything, so be sure to go and check it out. Um, for those who didn't know, he uh, he wrestled a dark match at TNA recently and was released. He actually requested his release from Ring of Honor not long, just after the August 3rd TV tapings, because he was going to be given a, a winter hiatus straight away. But... Uh, He's now been released, and uh, we wish him the best luck getting into TNA. Yeah, I checked out that interview, actually. I'm in the middle of it because um, it is pretty long, uh, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, you guys asked really good questions, and he's um, he is very forthcoming with, with the information mm-hmm. that he gives you guys. So it's uh, it's a well worth going out of your way to check it out. It's a really good interview. Mm, yes, yeah, available on rhworld.com, on iTunes, and it's also on uh, YouTube. We put it on there. If you just go to our YouTube channel, rhworld.com, the full thing's on there because some people prefer to listen to things that way. And if our uh, recommendation for our own show isn't enough, even uh, Mr. Gabe Sapolsky said it was a good interview. So not to toot our own horns, but toot toot. (laughs) Toot toot. (laughs) (laughs) And going from one wrestler that was released to another con contract situation we have learned oh we should probably note that the whole that all that tjp stuff was exclusive news that we broke before anyone else and uh we even appeared on dirt sheets now that's a prestigious honor to be appearing on the dirt sheets as a quoted source very proud moment for our roh world (laughs) yeah i saw you guys on the uh wrestling observer update and i was i felt like a fuzzy feeling inside of proudness (laughs) (laughs) And go to, go to another exclusive, John, that we found out the other day. Yeah, we found out that uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, known as the Young Bucks, their contract will be expiring October 1st. Uh, not that's many people knew weeks. they were even under contract. Yeah, that's... yeah, we all thought they were just um, like freelance or whatever you'd want to call it, like paid per appearance, but not. Un- but from what we understand, that they signed a one-year deal and uh, it's about to expire. But... Uh, we, we have no more information. That's literally all we know. Yeah, because so a lot point. of people thought they had been used poorly because Ring of Honor didn't want to put the belts on them because they weren't under contract. But it turns out Ring of Honor just wouldn't use them for any reason. Because <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> they're idiots, dude. Come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll, we're going to try and find out more about this. It was very random. We just heard about this. So, um, yeah, just keep around the website over the next... I'm guessing... Yeah, if the deal expires in two weeks, we'll, we'll try and find out in two weeks what happens. Yeah. yeah, but going on to something that Ring of Honor has done right, and that has introduced the brand new tag titles at Death Before Dishonor. 
didn't we weren't we among the first to break this harry we we actually were i think we were the first website that put i saw it on a forum first but uh we had pictures of the belts that we put put them on the website the day before the pay-per-view so a lot of exclusives and scoops last week it was like we turned into our own little dirt sheet or something yeah but these are really nice looking tag belts so if you had yeah them... i do like those belts and from what we understand, I'm, I think all three belts are getting a redesign with the new logo, so expect new ones to be introduced over time, perhaps at each pay-per-view. We, we don't know the schedule, but I'm sure they'll, they'll all be changing at some point. You know, speaking of titles, there will be th- three title matches for Glory by Honor 11 An Unbreakable Hope have been announced. Whoa, what? What? Yes. It is uh, the... Yeah, there are... There's going to be three title matches. No, no, no I wasn't saying the title An Unbreakable Hope. An Unbreakable Hope. Oh yes. my god. They're going Star Wars now, aren't they? I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> so what's, what's Final Battle going to be? Davy Richard Strikes Back? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, well, they might go a different genre. They might go Final Battle and the Sorcerer's Stone or something like that. <laughs> Do you reckon we're going to find out that like Steam is actually Davy's dad? <laughs> it's probably Tony Casino is going to be Davy's dad <laughs> and then we're going to have a custody for never mind I was get... I'll get into that terrible storyline I created a few months ago at a later time and date I think Harry knows the story I'm talking about yes go on just, keep... just don't touch on that just keep going <laughs> It, we, uh, well, you might have new creative directions coming soon if that does turn out to be the case. Oh God. Anyway, what what are these matches announced? So far, four matches right. have been announced. Can I just ban that title on this show because that is awful. I refuse to call it that. What, Glory <laughs> by Honor? No, the Unbreakable <laughs> Hope. That just that's terrible. Return of the Richards. <laughs> uh, is, it better, is it better than a State of Emergency? No. Is it better than? Hostage Crisis? No, it's the worst one. Even even but worse than Young Rules Rising. Yes. If you had to rank the four like names, what? How would you rank them? I'd put Hostage Crisis number one, State of Emergency number two, Young Rules Rising number three, and then number four would be this Unbreakable Hope. But they're not even needed. Why does it? Why does like a name of a show need its own little gimmick and nickname? I don't know. It's so weird now. Well, they're, now they're. I think they think the show names need show names. Yeah. I mean, how long do they start giving like the ring ropes and the turnbuckles nicknames as well, and the barricades or something? I mean, I'm surprised, ev- things, are, I'm surprised those things aren't aren't sponsored. RH Castle over he, the barricades. That's what we want. Yeah. He he comes off the. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say sponsor names, so I'm just going to stop there. But um, yeah, so far we have four matches announced for Glory by Honor 11 and Unbreakable Hope. Oh my god! Uh, the first, the I'm first just match bleeping that out as if it's like a swear word. <laughs> the first match we've known about for a while now, and that is Kevin Steen will defend the ROH World Title against Michael Elgin. That should be good. Finally, yeah. surely it won't be a gimmick match. I really say, you think that'll be, be turned into kind of no DQ match? Because that would make no sense because Elgin's not, got no history in no DQ matches and they're Steen's specialty. So perhaps all this time, oh, maybe the scoop is that Jim Cornette is Kevin Steen's dad and he's actually trying to help oh. keep the belt by putting him in gimmick matches. 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be a swerve? <laughs> <laughs> the next match, Scum, who recently won the... I love how he just Arlen... no-sold us. Yeah. I just thought it'd be... It's t- I was going to make a terrible... Since Jim Cornette loves hamburgers or cheeseburgers joke, that's all he fed Kevin Steen as a kid. That's why Steen's so fat joke, but I decided not to go with it. <laughs> oh, dear. Keep going with your title matches. Go on. The, the Scum versus... The Briscoes. And Scum's first... Well, I assume we Scum's first title defense. That should be really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Briscoes are, are awesome, so... <laughs> that's all I've got to say about that. I'm, that should be a good match. So that's two good title matches. I mean, if you're going to pick a team to face Scum, the Briscoes at this point are probably the best choice. And I think we were three for three for good title matches on this show because Adam Cole will defend the RH World Television title against Eddie Edwards. Ooh. Yes. That should be that. good. Yes. Yeah. That, there's no logic in that booking, but I don't care. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Um, I, think, I think I could see some logic there. No, don't even try. But that's... that's... <laughs> <laughs> three... Right. Good title matches on, on Gloria Bayona. They're already pulling out the stops for that pay-per-view, so it already looks better than Bowling Point and Death Before Dishonor, just based I, on the title I, matches. I hope that this is going to be a good show, based on those two matches. It, yeah. But, this but as match- I said earlier, do not buy it live until people confirm it's working. <laughs> Seriously, don't let them mess it up again. <laughs> but I know this fourth match, even though I don't have a problem with it, many people are going to complain about it. And that is Mike Mondo... Going one on one with Mike Bennett. That won't work. Um, I mean, you think of the good matches that each guy has had individually. They've been against typically more experienced ex- opponents who sort of carry the matches a bit. So I don't know if putting them against each other is going to work. Because I, you know, Mike Bennett's had some good matches with Storm. Mike Mondo's had a lot more better matches than Bennett. But I don't know if putting them against each other is going to work. I mean, it's probably going to involve Maria a lot to like Mondo trying to rape her again. Well, so- there's one thing I want to see on my pay-per-view is attempted rape. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully Mike Mondo won't do another promo on Bennett like last time. I just I don't understand. I think either you or Steven mentioned it last week. Why is Mondo the face in this situation? I think it was you that said this. That might have been me. I might, I might be trying to give credit where credit isn't due. I'll take the credit. Go on. What did I say? <laughs> Mondo's the one trying to have his way with a damsel in distress. Another man's Mike, girlfriend. While Mike Bennett's the one trying to keep her from these awful situations. Yes. And if you watch, and if you watch this week's uh, television show, even though it was Road Rage, they still had, thank God, they still had Inside Ring of Honor this week. And it featured a Mike Mondo promo talking about how he felt oh, yeah. Maria shove her tongue down his throat when he was forcing himself upon her. <laughs> and I thought, like, there's no way I can cheer for this guy saying these kinds of things. That's true. Yeah, that is a good point. I guess Ray yeah. is good. Yeah, the rapist. I mean, actually, in New York, that's how you get over, isn't it? Doing something like that. <laughs> cheer the rapist. <laughs> oh, man. He's got no fear. He don't care about you know getting arrested or anything. He's, he's just got no fear. That gives a different de- definition to Jack Dan Tan, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, keep going. And the final bit of news is that there we actually have a uh, some non-scoopish 
article is up on the website as well. See, we're not just just a dirt sheet. <laughs> no, there's a really good column of, I believe, Dave wrote it. Yep. I'm sorry, I, I can't remember who wrote it off the top of my head, but is uh, what to do with the TV title, where he kind of talks about how the TV title is kind of how it's been booked in this few years. It's been around since the uh, tournament to crown the champion on HDNet, and what, what would be the best way to book it going forward. And it's a really good read, so check it out. Yeah, thank you for all the news, and uh, you can always find the news during the week at rohworld.com. And uh, what we're going to do now is move on to listener topics and questions that uh, you sent in. There's so many ways you can do this. Uh, You can tweet us at roh underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. And probably the best way, rohworld.com slash forum. If you click on general roh discussion, there is a rohcast thread at the top of Sticky. Click in there, post your questions there, and we'll read them all out on the show. So we'll get to the Facebook one. Oh, sorry, it needs a music, doesn't it? Yes. Um, the first one is from Ken, who says, will you be uploading the entire podcast or just the second half? <laughs> Dave, you actually missed the intro, but um, we did a, a good joke on that. Hopefully, people will like that. Uh, Macklin, with the addition of Davey versus Mondo at the New Jersey show, missed that in your news, didn't you, John? It looks again. Ooh, John. Because I knew he was going to talk about it, okay? It looks again as No Fear will be losing but looking good in defeat again, as he did against Strong and Cole. I actually think this is a better approach to get him over than having him win all the time. What are your thoughts? This was actually our idea. You can go back to the RHCast archive on iTunes, and I don't know what number, but there was a point where, I think it was prior to Boiling Point, a couple of weeks, Mondo at that point had just kept defeating everyone, or entirely withdraws against Davey, and we kept saying that he should look strong in defeat, but not beat all these guys. And then Ringo had changed and started doing that, so you could thank us for that. (laughs) So... Yeah, I think that's a good idea. It's a much better way than having him beat everyone because that would just make everyone turn on him and get pissed off if he starts beating everyone left and right. Um, we have another one on Facebook from Ken. How do you think... What? And how do you think it will impact the future of ROH? And then he's got in brackets, the first half of my question will be added at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that at first. That was good. Nice one, Ken. Uh, yeah. Um, and on Twitter, there is nothing this week. There's just some nice compliments on our coverage of Ring of Honor over the past couple of weeks and whatnot. So thank you to those guys for that. On the forum, we have uh, a few questions, as always. We have Harpoon IPA. He's got four questions here. Can you believe it? Number one, do you guys feel as bad as I about TJ Perkins getting less pay with ROH than he would have gotten if he stayed the hell away from Ring of Honor? Yeah, for those who didn't listen to last week's show, he revealed that when he signed his Ring of Honor contract, his um, pay per per each appearance was actually a third of what he normally makes on the indies. And he signed that, you know, with the sort of promise that, you know, you sign at this low rate, a third of what you normally get, but you're going to get a hell of a lot more bookings, which... 
obviously he didn't get because obviously when he wasn't getting booked he got paid nothing at all so yeah I do kind of feel bad for the guy to be honest I mean he signed he obviously wanted to be in Ring of Honor otherwise he wouldn't have took a huge pay cut like that what's that like 66% cut from what I normally get so yeah it, it does suck really for him and I hope he managed to do okay financially over the year with you know not getting booked and when he even when he was booked getting paid not as much so yeah what about you guys um you know i i like tjp a lot so you know it's it's unfortunate that you take the pay it sucks for anyone really i don't know yeah. if anyone else had to take a huge pay cut to be with the ring of honor but when you're in wrestling i mean or in any kind of entertainment to be fair the name of the game is exposure um you can be down uh you know in this little place making tons and tons of money because they like you a lot but point is you're not getting exposed to that wider audience so he took that next step got signed to ring of honor took that pay cut because he wanted the exposure and it just turns out things didn't work out that way and he didn't get the exposure that you know that mm. he gambled on getting yeah how it works out uh number two tj perkins again on sinclair being upset over fans speaking our minds about him and others not being used um i don't know what the question is there um for those who didn't know, TJ Perkins mentioned that SBG were pissed off with him and the Young Bucks for the backlash they got about giving them the summer hiatus. And uh, you can go back and listen to the episode to, for more ex- explanation on that. Uh, num- number three, the state of Ring of Honor after this past Saturday. Um, I think we've talked about the technical issues to death, really, at this point. Um, uh, as I said... It's like the point of no return for some fans who never... I've seen on the forums people say they're gonna be a while if ever they return to give Ring of Honor their money for something like this. Right, pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said I said earlier, every single week now I'm gonna tell people don't buy Glory Bayana until you know it's working because you shouldn't give this company money until they can put the time and effort in to make sure that they can stream a bloody show for people. So, um, the state of Ring of Honor after this past Saturday, I really feel like this. They've pissed a lot of people off. They handled it terribly, so they need to get this stuff together now, heading into the last two pay-per-views of this year. Um, Toss-up, favorite favorite chocolate, he's put. Hershey's, Nestle, Cadbury, or other. Now, I've been to America once, and I thought Hershey's chocolate was absolutely horrible. Really? What kind did you have? I don't know. Hershey's Dark is pretty amazing. It's just a Cadbury's dairy milk. That is all you need. To be what honest, is I, I, don't, I don't really like chocolate at all. This is this would turn into a, a border wars style situation here of countries chocolates feuding with each other. So we'll, we'll move on. If Stephen was here, he'd back me up on this. Uh, What's Cabris? Is that a, is that an English thing? It is. It's it's huge. Okay. Uh, like M and M's. Does that count? I like M and M's. I like I like the peanut butter M and M's ones the best. No, I don't, I don't like peanuts. I hate peanut uh, butter M and M's. Yeah. Look, is there anything we all like? We just cannot agree here. <laughs> generic things like chocolate. Um, DX versus NWO 1994. When do you think Adam Cole will win the ROH world title? Years. I don't Years? think he ever will. And I'll explain why. I think he will leave Ring of Honor before that happens. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with that. Yeah, he's, I, uh, he's he's too good. He's so good on the mic and in the ring, and WWE and TNA are more like currently they're they're more into signing guys like this. I mean, look at Punk and Brian and uh, the Kings of Wrestling and whatnot in WWE, and 
TNA with Austin Aries, etc. So with Adam Cole being so good already at this young age, it's just a matter of time until he goes to WWE. And I just don't, with how long, you know, Ring of Honor title reigns are and whatnot, and Elgin being the next guy for the for the belt at this point, um, yeah. I, I just don't think Cole will ever get it because he'll be off elsewhere making a lot of money doing better things. So, um, which is a shame. Obviously, it'd be fantastic if he stuck around and did become champion, but I just think he'll uh, already be elsewhere at that point. Would you agree with that, John, or are you going to disagree once again? I would actually agree. If he sticks around long enough, I can see him being the champion in about a year to 18 months, but I'm not even sure if he'll, but I'm not even sure if he'll, if he'll be in Ring of Honor at the end of 2013. Mm, yeah. The, the better capitalize on him while he's there, because uh, same with Elgin, really. I think he's one that will be uh, gone at some point, unfortunately. Um, we have another question from DX versus NWO. He says... Uh, also, what is with Ring of Honor's strange obsession with the letter B recently when it comes to naming their shows? I mean, we've had Border Wars, Battle of Richmond, The Nightmare Begins, Best in the World, Bruce City Beatdown, and Bowling Point. What's the deal? Uh, John? Oh, there also, there's also a B in Glory by Honor, a B in Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> and so final, a B in battle. final Battle. Final Battle. What is with... Yeah. Wow, this is some sort of conspiracy. It is a scoop. Yeah, and he yeah, I think it's, it's oh, brutal, isn't it? It's all it's brutal, Bob. He's it's a conspiracy. <laughs> He's going to take <laughs> over Ring of Honor or something. One I letter think, at a time. I think this week's edition of ROH Cast is brought to you by the letter B. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Jackalope Three saying, since they've won the ROH Tag Team Titles, who do you think Scum should feud with now? The Briscoes. That's always a good option. I uh, I don't really know at this point. I mean, the Briscoes have had the belt so many times. I don't know if I want them to get it back again. I just said the Briscoes because they're having the match in October. I really don't care who they feud with. That's true. I don't think CNC. Uh, well, I personally, what I would like to see is CNC and the Bravados have a feud with each other. Maybe two or three matches are spread out over a few months, and then the winner of that feud, probably CNC, will go on to then face and defeat Scum at some point. <laughs> I think they technically did have a feud. It just, it was on the newswire and it was never on TV. <laughs> did uh, you see those? It was like, no. Uh, what was it? Like, um, CNC beat the Bravados before they went to Japan, so they went back to Charlotte to get their revenge. Oh, and then lost. Caged hostility. Um, Jackalope 3 continues, SBG seem to have issues with flying in TJP in the books from California. So you'd think it's safe to say that we will no longer see Japanese talent brought in to ROH as in past years. Yeah, no chance. If they're not going to fly in... <laughs> I love how there's a quote where Ring of Honor told them that their travel agent doesn't look for the cheapest tickets. <laughs> I know, I, I laughed. <laughs> um, so, no, I, we won't see any Japanese talent. Um, and, wow, he's timed it. I think he did this on purpose. Um, we have the main event... The last thing on our HCast this week is Marketh's troll questions. Yes! Uh, oh dear. Assuming you were able to see the O'Reilly ACH match, me and John have, what are your thoughts on O'Reilly planting teeth in the ring a la Adam, Adam Cole in the hybrid rules to cheat for the victory? John? I mean, he is no longer wearing his mouthpiece, as was pointed out by 
Kevin Kelly, I believe. So this could all be some kind of diabolical plan to where he brings in who who was that evil dentist back in the day? Isaac Yankum. Yes, I, I believe we're going to see ourselves the Kyle O'Reilly and Isaac Yankum tag team in the near future. <laughs> Isaac Yankum's busy going to Disneyland, though. That is true. You're right about uh, that. We have, a, on a similar note, how about those racist <laughs> antics of Kevin Kelly up until the stream became more widely available? I heard Darius Thomas was in tears. Uh, well, they don't call him K- Killer Kevin Kelly for nothing. <laughs> and, and, and I think that might be why the audio kept cutting out from the commentary as well. Ah, it was actually a censorship. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can read this last bit out on this one. Do it. No, there might be kids watching. Um, we we li- watching listening. Uh, <laughs> trying to see if you watched our cast, it'd just be like a ring around a pay per view, just a black screen, wouldn't it? Uh, we've seen. Oh, that's true. We've got them beat there. Uh, Marketh, his final question. Or, no, there's no question here. Or the sort of is. We've seen Sarah Del Rey and Mike Mondo sexually abusing Maria. How long before Rhino gives her a gore? And he, he does continue explaining what he means by that. I'm not going to read out that statement. It involves... How can I pg this? A horn and... A private area. There we go. That is, you can't, you can't get better than that. Um, on that very strange note, Marketh, we wrap up. By private area, do you mean like a gated community? Um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, if let's just wrap this see up. See what Marketh is talking about. Check out the ROH forums at rohworld.com/forums. Boom. <laughs> well, that wraps up this week's ROH cast episode fifty-five. And thinking about it, I have a worrying feeling. I called this episode 54 at the start. I cannot remember. <laughs> you failed. I think we have to do this whole show over again. We might have to. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. If I did call it episode 54, well, who cares? Anyway. <laughs> this I can't remember that long ago. This, this has been a long show. Again, we keep doing this. And I do apologize, but I don't know. Do people like these long shows? We don't do it on purpose. It's just... Next week will be a short one. There's not really much to talk about because it's just road rage, isn't it? So oh, God. expect expect less than an hour next week. But uh, I'll be here next week. Have fun. Oh, you're gonna disappear again. Yeah. Going back to those rafters. Um. So yeah, we we do hope you enjoyed Irish Cast episode 55. Thank you to Des and John for joining me. You're welcome. Nice. Be sure to send your feedback online on the forum rhworld.com/forum. And uh, for those who didn't know, we're also on iTunes. You can subscribe to the show on there and it'll be automatically downloaded each week. We typically record on a Tuesday. And be sure to leave us an iTunes review. Let other people know how awesome RHCast is. Just, uh, you know, put five stars. Doesn't matter what you say. You could just literally put five stars and the review could say toot toot. That's literally all you need to say. In fact, that's what you should do. If you do anything other than that, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you all next week.